Well, hello there. Welcome back to the Fishbowl. My name is Bob. I'm not always right, but I am always honest. The sixth Democratic presidential debate was this evening. Fish B, did you watch it? Are there a few questions about the debate? All right, then let us proceed the only way we know how with question numeral uno. Question one. Who won the sixth debate? Frankly, there, there are only seven of them. And of those seven, they're all quality debaters. It's difficult to pick out one specifically as the winner. That said, I don't think anyone was, was the big loser either. I'm not sure tonight dramatically changed anyone's opinion. Um, I'm biased for Amy Klobuchar. She's my candidate at this point. I thought she had a very good night, as, as she always does in these debates. And as the, fi- the more the field gets whittled down, I think the brighter Klobuchar's star will shine. Her tremor, which uh, I pointed out and then unfortunately was also mocked on Saturday Night Live, was less noticeable this evening. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, for the first time in any of these debates, actually had a clean debate. No major crazy Uncle Grandpa Joe faux pas this evening. The Yang gang was in full effect. Andrew Yang was, was doing his thing. Mayor Pete got a lot of incoming fire. The first half of the debate was was very pedestrian, very straightforward. Not a lot of not a lot of fireworks between candidates going after each other. When they came back, there was a five minute break in the middle of it. When they came back, there was a lot of back and forth between the candidates for about a half hour. Most of that directed at Mayor Pete and his wine cave fundraisers. Mayor Kay, Mayor Pete, excuse me, not Mayor Kay. Mayor Pete had a, uh, he had a competent response. He was definitely prepared. I mean, I mean, we know how smart Mayor Pete is and, and, and are just articulate and just great, right? He's Mayor Pete. Um, but he did have one very awkward moment and the, he, after he gave a, a, an answer, the camera just happened to catch him from a side view reach under, like, like, to the middle of the podium of the lectern and, and pull out, like, this little glass of water. And the glass of water didn't make it all the way to his mouth, so some water started dribbling out of the glass before, and it just, it, and he tried to catch it. It was, it was just, it was awkward. It wasn't as bad as Pitbull Senator in Miami, Marco Rubio, but it was still, it was still weird. Tom Steyer, the billionaire, need to impeach. Uh, even though I really don't care for him and can't imagine a world where I would vote for him unless he literally is the last Democrat standing, but he makes good points. He shouldn't be there if Cory Booker's not there, but Steyer actually makes good points. He's contributed solid things to the debate. And then Bernie was Bernie and Warren was Warren. They are old pros that are completely comfortable in their own skin. No one did terrible, but no one really separated themselves either. Which candidate is most likely to have watched the ASAP Rocky sex tape today? Uh, based on the debate, which candidate? Um... I'm gonna go with Bernie. I'm gonna go. If any candidate, Bernie's a lot hipper than you think. He hangs out with Killer Mike, run the jewels, Atlanta hip hop fame. Uh, Bernie probably and his staff at some point today. 
I, I don't know. I didn't watch the ASAP Rocky sex tape, although I read some of the criticism of it online. I mean, the guy just got out of jail in Sweden not that long ago, and now the guy's got a sex tape on Pornhub that's being roundly mocked for his lack of dick game. Apparently, he's not bringing the metaphorical lovemaking heat. I'm not going to watch it to find out. Maybe I'll have to ask Bernie. Did Uncle J- Grandpa Joe say anything crazy? Uh, we addressed that, but no, he didn't. Uh, although this was a uh, this was kind of a, a standout thing from from, from Grandpa Joe tonight. That um, there's been those rumors that have been percolating the last couple of weeks that that if Joe Biden wins. Uh, he would only be there for one term and he would have Klobuchar as vice president. And then Klobuchar would then run for the Democratic election in, in, in 2024. Um, he was asked uh, point blank, would he commit to, ser- to serving two terms? And he said no, but his rationale was good. He was like, I haven't even been elected to one term. Let's cross that bridge first and then we'll worry about a second term, but let's let's try to get term number one in first. So that was pretty good. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Fuck the debate. Where the fuck are my instruments? I I I know how important the bass guitar, the keytar, and the Latin triangle are to you, Fish B. Believe me, I get it. I know they're they're somewhere in my metaphorical closet and, and with the debate tonight and I slept in a little bit today. I just, I didn't have time. My, my sincerest apologies. No, I'm not going to do that to myself, Fishby. Next question, pretty please. What was the line of the night? What was the line of the night? There were, uh, there were a couple. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, uh, it was pointed out to her that if she won, she would be the oldest person ever elected to serve as president of the United States. And and her response to that was priceless. She said, I'd also be the youngest woman ever elected. And the room erupted at Loyola Marymount University. Thought that was fantastic. And Andrew Yang had a very funny line about, uh, because remember what Obama said, that the world would be a better place if women ran it, and we all kind of agree with that. And they they were talking about that on stage. And Andrew Yang said, quote, if you get too many men alone, if you get too many men alone and leave us alone for a while, we basically become morons, which is... Which is which is which is true. Those were uh, those were the lines of the night. Were there any debate questions about Jeffrey Epstein? No, there weren't any debate questions about Jeffrey Epstein. Although following up on last night, in a prosecutorial miracle, the missing video footage of suicide attempt number one, the failed suicide attempt in prison, which was missing yesterday. Now it's been magically found. Again, not a conspiracy theorist, but strange things are afoot at the Circle K. What was the best question of the night? 
the best question, and and I hadn't really thought about this because I didn't realize, did you know that the 2022 Olympics are going to be in Beijing? It feels like they just had the Olympics in Beijing because they did in 2008. Uh, the good news about Beijing Olympics, the opening ceremonies are, are just, are just going to be lights out entertainment. Fit, fit, fantastic stuff. But... Um, there is a question because of China's re-education slash concentration camps where they have over a million minority Uyghur Muslims locked up. Imagine a world, and I've made this rhetorical point before, but allow me to do it again. Imagine a world where China had a million Jews locked up or a million Christians locked up. Unfortunately, the Muslims get, a, uh, I believe, an unfortunate bad rap. But uh, the question was, because of that, because of these uh, concentration camps, should America boycott the 2022 Olympics in Beijing? And that's a very complex question that I don't exactly have the answer to. It was only posed to Mayor Pete, and he didn't say whether or not Americans should or should not boycott the Olympics. But what if it wasn't just us? What if it was basically us and all the NATO countries that boycotted the 2022 Beijing Olympics? Unless that's um, China, not a big fan of embarrassment on the world stage like that. Not a big fan of any kind of embarrassment. Try, try Googling Winnie the... I can't really Google. But try looking up Winnie the Pooh in China, right? But interesting. Uh, I, I'm glad now that uh, that question is... Uh, outed for, for, for public discourse. Should America boycott the 2022 Olympics in Beijing because of the concentration camps of the Uyghur Muslims? Hmm, interesting. Were there any questions about who should be the next America's Got Talent judge? Uh, I, I don't believe the next America's Got Talent judge is actually within the purview of America's executive branch. I, I believe even by executive order, uh, Donald Trump wouldn't have the authority to appoint the next America's Got Talent judge. But Gabrielle Union, she's gone after one year and she's raising hell about a horrible work environment. But then one of the things she cited and forgive me here, as a person who's been backstage at events, at, 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 at theaters like this, uh, she was bitching about Simon Cowell smoking indoors. And that's, um, grow up, Gabrielle. You, I mean, I, mean I, I know smoking indoors, it's, it's, uh, it, it's not cool, it's not healthy, but it's not like they're smoking in like a 10 by 10 room and like you're, you're, you're trapped in there. I mean, good grief, when you're backstage at one of these things, yes, cigarettes are smoked back there. Welcome to the entertainment biz, Gabrielle Union. Uh, but the talk is Sofia Vergara. And uh, I, uh, man, can you imagine Sofia Vergara and Julianne Huff sitting next to each other week after week after week? You don't watch America's Got Talent, so you don't care. All right, that's that's good, wholesome family entertainment. That America's Got Talent, but I would, uh, I mean, you, 
I don't. I would watch Julianne Huff and Sofia Vergara just make bologna sandwiches for two hours once a week. They're judging talent that's occasionally entertaining. That's, uh, but again, outside the purview of the president of the United States of America. As of today, who would your dream ticket be? Again, this is, uh, this is fluid, but at least for the last month, six weeks, maybe, maybe even two months, uh, I started originally thinking Amy Klobuchar would make a hell of a candidate, and I'm back to Amy Klobuchar. My dream ticket would, would be Amy Klobuchar and Cory Booker. That would be my dream ticket as of today. And if Cory Booker doesn't drop out, uh, I anticipate he will, in fact, make the, uh, make the next debate, debate number seven. Did any candidate state what they'd be willing to do for an Arby's gift card? That's a, that's a fun reference to last night. No, no. Stunningly, there was no reference of the miracle of roast beef. Where's James Earl Jones when you need him? They've got the meats. Um, for the first time in maybe, I think this is podcast number 383. Last night, thank God, by a miracle of some kind of decent sense, I almost said, and I'm not going to repeat it, don't even ask me in private what I, well, actually, if in private, if you want, I, I will whisper it in your ear, what I was going to say, what I'd be willing to do for an Arby's gift card, and usually we like to, you know, we like to keep it loose as a, like, 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 Sometimes you got to tell a boxer to do in the corner. You got to let your hands go. It's, it's, it, it's the only way. You can't, you, can't, you can't do a show like this to, and be uptight and hang on every single word. You gotta, it's got to be a more casual approach to it, even though you, you take your work very seriously, right? Uh, but thank God. Thank Jesus. Thank, thank L. Ron Hubbard that uh, I had the, just the decency to not say what I'd be willing to do for an Arby's gift card last night no fish be i'm not gonna whisper it in your ear just just give me just give me the next question what did you learn tonight what, what did i what did i i mean i i learned so so many things every day from from the debate coverage um andrew yang pointed this out mr math himself uh i knew this number was low I didn't know this number was this low, that the average black household in America has only 12% of the net worth of the average white household in America. Let me repeat. The average black household has only 12% of the net worth of the average white household. I also learned, uh, CNN did a poll, I learned this before the debate, 51% of Democratic voters are still willing to change their minds. So more than half of Democratic voters may, might have a candidate they like, but are still willing to change their mind, which translates to, hey, even though we are getting pretty close to Iowa here in February, this, uh, this is still anyone's ballgame. Uh, it's curious the way this is going to play out. 
Yo, it's me, Fish B, again. Uh-huh. Did you have time to do YouTube yoga with Adrian today, but not look for my fucking instruments? In a nutshell, yes, I did. I did. I did. I put on my, uh, put on my karate pants uh, today. And did YouTube yoga with Adrian. I don't. I don't have. A, I don't have a mat yet. I, I used to have a mat. I, I lost it in a, one of my moves or threw it away or something. But uh, it's on my Christmas list, and I'm confident Santa Claus will deliver a yoga mat for YouTube yoga with Adrian. And yeah, I did do YouTube yoga with Adrian today. And yeah, I didn't have time to look for your instruments. I'm sorry. I'm only one guy. One guy with an extra-dimensional fishbowl? Sure. I... Fair enough. Fair enough. Not everyone has this kind of uh, inside advantage. This is like a Major League Baseball player just given the, a good baseball player just given the green light to take all the performance-enhancing drugs and amphetamines they want before every baseball game. That's the equivalent of, of a human being having, having the added advantage of an extra-dimensional fishbowl. You know, most of these podcasts, you listen to them, and, I mean, there's a bunch of them that are really, really, really good that I have a ton of respect for. I'm not talking about those shows. I'm talking about the other 89% of podcasts that when you listen to, they're just two to three morons talking. And where this show's different, it's one moron talking with an extra-dimensional fishbowl, and we go five nights a week in your face podcast universe is nancy pelosi a genius oh nancy 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 i mean i'm a poli sci nerd i follow this stuff pretty close but me like everybody i didn't see this twist coming that they would pass the articles of impeachment but the Senate can't take up the articles of impeachment until they're physically walked from the House chamber to the Senate chamber, and Nancy Pelosi isn't giving up that card so fast. A master of bureaucratic infighting. The Democrats want witnesses. They want Mick Mulvaney. They want John Bolton. They want Rudy Giuliani. The Republicans want none of that. They want to get this thing over and done with as fast as possible. And Mitch McConnell didn't think he was going to have to come to the table because he had so much leverage. And who gives a damn what Chuck Schumer wanted, the minority over the Senate? Because... McConnell, the turtle himself, cocaine Mitch, Moscow Mitch, had the numbers. But now Nancy Pelosi is playing this very strategic and, dare I say, genius card. Where she could get into trouble here, because there is a thought, well, fuck, if the Senate already said what they're going to do, never send it over to the Senate. Just let this thing hang over President Trump's head like a rotten batch of bananas. But I think at some point the American public would really, really turn on that idea to just holding it over his head inevitably. But can she play this game for a while? Yeah. Yeah, she can. Nancy Pelosi, uh, I mean, historians will ultimately write this, but uh, even now, I, I think most historians will acknowledge that, that she's one of the top five greatest speakers of the House in the history 
of this republic. And when it's all said and done, she might be the Michael Jordan of this shit. Since the candidates talked about Americans with disabilities tonight, do you hate it when people call you crazy? Do I hate it when people call me crazy? Um, no, you know, I don't, I don't hate it when I'm called crazy and, and I will even call myself crazy from time to time. It, it, it doesn't bother me when, when I'm named as such. I clearly have a, a cornucopia, a plethora, a buffet, a cavalcade of mental health issues. So it doesn't bother me being called crazy. What does bother me is when I'm simply dismissed as crazy. When, when, when I'm just, just dismissed and ignored and somehow relegated to some circle where, where I have nothing else to offer the universe because I've gone off the deep end and there's no coming back and, and I'm a danger to everybody. Uh, that, that I don't care for. I'm not a danger to, uh, to anybody. And uh, all the king's horses and all the king's men are trying to put this Humpty Dumpty back together again, and we'll see if we can defy the nursery rhymes. So, not counting any chickens till they're at Popeyes, but we're doing better all the time. Except the times when we're not, and we, we deal with that. Last question, as always, belongs to our nine year old executive producer, Isaiah the Tiny Player. And tonight, Isaiah writes. Is Santa Claus just an aged Jesus? This is, yeah, well, yeah, because Jesus, um, you know, I mean, there's the crucifixion, if you believe in that kind of thing. I, uh, Christian mythology to some, to some not. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, he was, he was, he was on the cross and then, and then, then they buried him in the cave and they put a big boulder. I don't know how they moved the boulder, but they put a big boulder in front of the, it makes for a better story though, when it's a big boulder, right? World's biggest boulder in front of the cave. And then, and then Jesus, and then Jesus came out, but that, that's Easter, right? But still that's, we're looking at Jesus's lifespan here. So, so then after that, and then he, he like does he go to like hell for a few days and then he goes and hangs out with his dad for a few days and then, I mean, people who have dads m most most people like their dads most people dare I say love their dads or at least uh, used to or kind of right most people most people love their dads I think we can say that with uh, without too much controversy, but you can only hang out with your dad for so long before you need another project. And Santa Claus, yeah, Jesus with uh, an older Jesus that's put on some weight. And uh, how else can you explain a, a red-nosed reindeer and a flying sleigh? In fact, the most, most rational explanation of Santa Claus, and I'm not German, so I don't know the entire history, but I believe the most rational explanation for Santa Claus is Santa Claus is just Jesus a little closer to the end of life. Thank you, Fishby. Thank you. And uh, once again tonight, in, in lieu of the artist formerly known as Paleta Bola de Fuego, now we simply call it the finale because we don't want to confuse anyone. Uh, let's send you out of here on a positive note once again with more words of wisdom from the world according to Mr. Rogers, important things to know, by Fred Rogers. Let's uh, just randomly open it up to any page here. Today we've picked 
Page 33. Lucky number, Larry Bird. 33, where are you at? Can, can, I just, can, I, can I say one thing, too? Random Larry Bird reference. Um, it, uh, when, you go to, uh, when you go to like an open-run basketball court in New England, and you're six foot four with blonde hair and blue eyes, it doesn't matter if you look like Larry Bird at all in the face or not, and whether you want your name to be Larry Bird, your name's going to be Larry Bird. Learn that one the, the hard way. Anyway, uh, Mr. Rogers, on page 33, Larry Bird's page, writes tonight. Most of us, I believe, admire strength. It's something we tend to respect in others, desire for ourselves, and wish for our children. Sometimes, though, I wonder if we confuse strength with other words, like aggression and even violence. Real strength is neither male nor female, but it is quite simply one of the finest characteristics that any human being can possess. I mean, my finales are hot, but I mean, fuck, that's Mr. fucking Rogers, right? So anyway, you get out there, uh, good vibes only, have a great day. You're probably about to, uh, to wrap up work. Uh, tomorrow could be it. And then you're off for, for a nice uh, Christmas holiday. Fish B and I will be back tomorrow, and we'll even be back all next week, including uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and make up for that little vacation we took. Till manana, you know we love you. Adios, amigo.